What up? We are back again today, and it is time to get the ball rolling. What up? We are back again today. Week number six is now over, and uh, let me tell you, I thought uh, I would have uh, a few more uh, questions answered after this uh, this week six performance, and uh, it left me like always. And college football is wonderful at that with more uh, questions than answers. So we're going to get into it. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about uh, the FBS, the FCS, and uh, what does that mean for some of these conferences. So let's get going. Uh, to start off the game of the week, we'll we'll, we'll just highlight this. And uh, our game of the week, like most people, was Iowa and Michigan. And I said, you know, <clears throat> this was an important part for the Harbaugh era, right? If if he loses this game to Iowa at home uh, when he was predicted to be, you know, super good and, and everything, I really think that uh, it really would have hurt him overall. And I think that um, a lot of these things, uh, you look at it, it really shows you how much he is, like how good of a coach he really is. He th- this was a pivotal game. He was able to win it after I mean a dominating performance against Rutgers, uh, and he's now going to go through the gauntlet. I mean this was this was a step in the right direction. Now they only scored ten points, and they had multiple times where they could have uh, scored more, but they didn't. But they only scored ten points, but they were able to get the win, and that's what matters is is that they won. Uh, next up, they have Illinois. Uh, I believe Penn State uh, and then somebody else and then Notre Dame or something like Michigan State, Notre Dame. So they have a really like the next four or five games is really going to tell us a lot about this defense or this Michigan team. Their defense is absolutely amazing. I mean, props to them for being on the field for as long as they were uh, for forcing Nate Stanley uh, different coverages that he wasn't used to, 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 to choose uh, bad decisions to get after him. I mean, congratulations to them and Iowa. Iowa is literally the same every single year. They're constant, and uh, it's it's when everyone else is having a down year that they have a good year, and it's when everyone's having a a really good year, or the, the you know the majority are having a good year, or depending on who they pull out of the the other side of the conference, then they have a down year. And uh, Iowa's really consistent. They're going to win probably eight nine games this year, like they always do. That's how it always is, and uh, congratulations to the Michigan Wolverines on that win. Uh, the other game of the week was UCF against Cincy. If you guys did not have time Friday night to watch that game, you guys really, uh, truly missed out. Uh, Cincinnati was able to win 27-24. Uh, it came down to the very end. I mean, it was a game the entire time. Uh, there for a while, I thought UCF was going to bust it open in the, in the first half. Uh, Cincinnati responded in a big way. It looked that uh, the quarterback Gabriel was. It was the moment was a little too big for him. He made a couple of uh, really costly mistakes. He had a couple of interceptions. I mean, he had a pick six, uh, and then he had an interception when they were on there. I believe they were on their eight. Uh, and and the biggest thing, like you look at it, this these spread offensive teams and and this this hurry up. Uh, once when they get inside the twenty, it's really hard for them to score because they can't run between the tackles. That doesn't exist. They're in the shotgun. They can't go eye formation and just pound the ball for the next five yards. I mean, Wisconsin, Iowa, they they do a really good job at that, but. 
you know, the, these teams like UCF, they just can't get it done. And it's sad. I wish that it wasn't that way, but that's just the world we live in right now. And uh, going forward, we'll have to we'll have to see what uh, comes of it. And uh, anyway, so that was a big game, really fun uh, uh, Friday night game. Uh, it was one of the games of the week. Now we're going to get into it. Uh, Florida uh, versus Auburn was the game of the week for the SEC. Florida ends up beating Auburn. I was uh, I wasn't surprised. I thought Auburn, uh, despite playing really well against. And um, I thought I've always been a little skeptical, and I am an Auburn fan. I was a little skeptical on this season, so uh, I didn't really know if they were legit or not. But Florida definitely showed that they are for real. They didn't take a step back with Felipe Franks. Uh, they're going to have to be LSU. I believe they play LSU this week uh, in the Bayou, which is going to be an extremely hard game. And I don't think they're going to win that game. Actually, I want to. I'm want to say no. They're not going to win that game. So it's going to be a tough game for them. We'll see what happens uh, going forward. Uh, out of the Big Ten, we have Ohio State versus Michigan State. Uh, Ohio put them down 10-34. to Really wasn't much of a game. Really a boring game. Uh, I hate watching Ohio play these uh, lower-level Big Ten teams. I mean, Michigan State's down. Uh, and Ohio State's just, they're really good, but they haven't played anybody yet. This was their first kind of game. And uh, anyway, uh, and then the next game... Out of them, the ACC, it was a really good game as well. I watched part of this game. It was the Duke-Pittsburgh game. Uh, I made fun of Pitt because they beat UCF and they they were acting like they won the national championship. Uh, it was against uh, not even a Power 5 opponent, and they were jumping in the, the stands and stuff. I mean, come on, Pittsburgh. Show some class. I mean, that was the most embarrassing thing ever. It would be like if uh, if Appalachian State didn't beat uh, Michigan, and they didn't block that, that the field goal back in, what was it, 2008 or something like that, 2007, and uh, Michigan goes running into the stance. Well, no, you should beat Appalachian State. That was embarrassing. Uh, UCF, I understand you have notoriety and you're really good, but Pittsburgh, come on, they're still UCF. They're still in the American Athletic. Like, they're not even a Power 5 team, so you know they're partying, and I thought that Duke would get them uh, just for that, and I was cheering against Pitt because I was making fun of them so much for, for the way they acted. But uh, Pittsburgh ended up winning 33 to 30, scored late uh, to put the Panthers ahead. Looks like the Panthers uh, and the Cavaliers are going to be fighting uh, to see who goes to the ACC championship to get destroyed by Clemson. Uh, out of the Big 12, we had Baylor taking on Kansas State. Uh, they were on one of the four, I call it my four screens, um, even though I have eight. I, I, I Depending on how many games I'm allowed to watch on ESPN and uh, and Fox, I mean, like, I watch a lot. I had Fox on, on uh, my tablet, and then I had uh, four games on my computer, and I was had four games on the TV. So I was watching like 10 games total, and one of them was Kansas State against Baylor. Baylor looks good. Uh, I was looking over my preseason predictions. I had Baylor undefeated. Uh, they they did beat Iowa State. I mean, that was a big win. But they, and uh, beating Kansas State, that was a, a better Kansas State team than what I thought they, they would be. But, uh, you know, I thought Baylor, I even think that Baylor will get a win this week. Uh, but once when they get into the slate, TCU, uh, Texas, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, I don't think this Baylor team, I, I think they're good and they're on, on they're on the right track. But this isn't like, you know, an RG3 year. They're going to be Baylor. They're going to 
seven wins probably for them, and that's that's probably where they're going to end up. Now they could prove me wrong, but that's just where I see them at. They you know they should be Kansas State. Everyone's kind of starting to freak out, like oh where did this Baylor team come? Well, if you look at their schedule and break it down uh, with the opponents, it, it's not as impressive as as the schedule says. But hey, they were able to win thirty one to twelve. Uh, out of the pack twelve, Oregon State versus Cal. I didn't know how uh, Devin Modster would play the Cal quarterback. Um, their starting quarterback was hurt in the game against Arizona State. Oregon uh, won seventeen to seven, and it wasn't a pretty game. Kind of a boring game. Defensive struggle. Sorry about that. Um, sorry, I had a yawn. Holy cow. Um, these are I do these really early morning before I go to class. So uh, I wake up, I run in the morning, I shower, and then I come and do this, but I'm like still kind of sleepy. So anyway, but it was a defensive struggle. Uh, I really wanted uh, – I was hoping that Oregon would win because I think Oregon's kind of the last hope for the Pac-12, and even more so uh, with Washington losing. Um, Oregon – I don't know if if the committee would take Utah. Even if Utah doesn't lose another game, uh, I don't know if they take if they take Utah with that loss against USC. I, I honestly don't think they would. But I think an Oregon team with a loss against Auburn looks a lot better than a Utah team with a loss against Oregon. If if we're comparing the two, so and I want to see the Pac-12 to get in. Uh, well, uh, a a team into the you know, the college football uh, playoffs. So I, I am at, uh, I mean, I guess you'd say I am at some point cheering for Oregon uh, just so we'd have a team so we can hang our hat on it. Uh, especially, like I said, after Washington losing this week uh, to Lane, the army, 42 to 33. Uh, this was the first time the army had lost at home in West point. Uh, since oh goodness i believe it was like 2017 been like 15 straight games they hadn't lost uh Tulane goes in uh i don't understand how they're not ranked i mean they got they're getting a lot of love from the polls but they still are not ranked which is really annoying because i've been on this Tulane baton wagon since week one and uh they were the first team that i picked out as, as team of the week and i've been like telling everybody like no this Tulane team good this Tulane team's good and this is a really good army team too people don't give them credit i mean this is an army team that almost beat Michigan. Um, they're able to win. I, I believe that they should be ranked. Uh, a lot of people are like, well, you know, a lot of lackluster wins or whatever. You know what? They deserve to be ranked. Uh, out of the Mountain West, we had San Diego State against Colorado State. San Diego State uh, won 24 to 10. Uh, they are, st- well, they, they lost to Utah State last week, but they are still uh, undefeated on their side of the, the, bra- or, their conference, so uh, we'll be watching how the Aztecs play. Um, I thought that this next game, CUSA, uh, Marshall at Middle Tennessee State, I thought that Marshall would play a little bit better. Um, they end up losing by a score of 13-24, to 24. so it, honestly, it looks like Middle Tennessee State, with uh, the way that FAU is playing, it looks like uh, Middle Tennessee State is going to be coming out of that side of the conference to take on either Southern Miss, uh, UAB, or North Texas. So we're going to see uh, who ends up coming out of uh, the other side of the CUSA. It looks a little bit more intriguing uh, out of the MAC, we have Toledo against Western Michigan. The MAC is down a lot this year. Normally, they have, you know, NIU is a pretty good mid-level team. Uh, Toledo is a pretty Ohio last year. Buffalo this year, you know, like Ohio had to barely win. I believe it was against Buffalo. Even they barely won twenty-one to twenty in overtime. Um, Northern Illinois lost to Ball State this week. And, uh, you know, Toledo is able to meet Western Michigan, and I think Toledo is going to be the, our MAC champions this year. I think uh, Western Michigan is is a very underrated team. But uh, they're down a little bit. 
So we'll see what happens going forward with the Mac. We'll keep tabs on Toledo and Western Michigan out of the Sun Belt. Now the Sun Belt is going to get really weird schedules where they end up playing on uh, Tuesdays and Wednesdays and Thursdays, and it's because uh, I think they just want—I believe they have a contract with ESPN, so they want to be on TV. Uh, so it's really hard to do games of the week for them because it's like uh, I release this on Friday, and the game of the week might be Wednesday, and so I say like, "Oh, the game of the week." Well. We had the game of the week, and now it's over. Uh, we'll try to stay uh, stay a week ahead, but we'll we'll see. But we had uh, Georgia State against Arkansas State. Uh, I thought that Arkansas State was going to be a lot better than what they are this year. Uh, definitely struggling on that side, uh, on a couple sides of the ball on offense, uh, most definitely more so than than in years past. But uh, Georgia State was able to put up fifty one. Uh, Arkansas State only one or put up 38, so Georgia State was able to win. Uh, I'm cheering for Georgia State. They did beat Tennessee, so I'd like to see them in in a bowl game, and I believe it would be their second bowl game ever, and uh, you know what? It'd be be awesome to see, and, and you want to see these underdog stories of, of those kinds of teams. So... That has been our uh, recap of the of the games of the week. Um, we'll be talking a lot once when we get into the FBS. Uh, I set up my FBS podcast. I'll be I'll be uh, preparing that uh, pretty soon, and uh, we're going to be looking at uh, how good really is the SEC. Uh, we're going to put them up against other conferences. Uh, obviously, when you have like a team like Florida who loses their starting quarterback and is still to be able to beat an Auburn team who looked really impressive over the first, you know, four or five weeks. It's, it's kind of uh, disheartening. So we're going to look at that. We'll see what's going on there. Uh, stay tuned. A lot of good games next week. We've already picked out our games of the week. Uh, and we're really excited to bring uh, the games of the week for you guys and, and to get you guys excited for um, everything that we have in store. So, uh, up next, we're going to take a break, have our sponsored segment. We're going to talk a little bit about the FCS and how it might affect uh, the rankings overall. So stay tuned after the ad break, FCS week number six recap. Now moving on to the FCS. Now the FCS this week, uh, I honestly think that the FCS this week was a lot more interesting than the FBS. Uh, number one, we're getting in a lot of uh, people have played two, three uh, conference games, and we're starting to see those rivalries. We're starting to see uh, the shakeup of where uh, people might go. And it's honestly crazy to see what has happened. And a lot of our uh, rankings have been impacted. Uh, there's been a lot of different teams that uh, are starting to show up that I didn't think would. Uh, teams, I mean, top teams struggled against uh, some bottom uh, tier teams. Uh, I did make a, I, I took my first, uh, we, we, we released our top 15, obviously, on Wednesday with, with the, with the rankings, the you know, but I I think I need to be a little bit more liquid, and and what I mean by that is I've had the same you know top three or four teams all year, well top three, and uh, I moved them around. I took my first bias opinion. So if you guys know me, you've listened to the show, you'll know what my bias opinion is. Uh, I wish I could put my team, my my school, obviously Dixie State here. Uh, don't worry, we'll be there uh, next year. Uh, I'll probably be putting us in the top fifteen. No, just kidding. Uh, but. 
uh, have a little bit of uh, Utah bias here, and uh, I almost put them at number two. Uh, Weaver State. I'll just say it. Weaver State. I almost put them at number two, and uh, it was. And I know that they didn't play super well against Idaho, but I was so excited to see them. Um, they only have losses to FBS teams, and uh, they're looking really good. I mean, they destroyed Cal Poly, and look what Cal Poly almost did to Montana State. Um, so overall, uh, a really good week. Uh, the overall game of the week was kind of uh, a snooze fest, whereas uh, the other games of the week were a little bit better. North Dakota State took care of Illinois State. Now, I've seen a lot of people online talking, oh, don't be scared of the Bison. Uh, you know, like, they're going to, someone's going to catch up to them. And I really do think that. Uh, coordinators just have to adjust. And this Trey Lance has has added a different dynamic to the Bison offense that I don't think we, that we've ever really seen. Um, and I don't know if they really will be the national champions this year. I mean, obviously, uh, there's only a handful of teams that I think that can make it. And in, in the playoffs, and I think even more so in football, and this is why uh, the FPS would, would struggle expanding, is that, you know, the, the good team is going to win 9.9 times out of 10. If you go on 99 out of 100, you might get one time that, they, that the, the, the better team doesn't win. But, you know, the majority of the time, the better team wins, and I really think there's only a handful, you know, four or five teams that could honestly win the national championship. I think North Dakota's one of them, or North Dakota State, sorry, I need to specify. North Dakota State's looked really good. Uh, they did, and, and Illinois State is not a snooze of a team. They, they really are a good team, so it was actually kind of surprising, uh, the score, uh, to be honest. I'm really excited because Illinois State, like I said, uh, just a little bit more. Uh, Dixie State, we actually play Illinois State next uh, next year uh, as we transition into the FCS Independence. Uh, and uh, hopefully the WAC uh, gets a football uh We'll sponsor football again. I know Tarleton State is moving up to compete in the WAC as well, not in the well WAC and all the other sports. Um, I I will compete in the WAC next year, uh, WAC championships. Um, we're not able to go to any postseason play or post race play, right? Uh, we won't be able to go to regionals or anything. But uh, I am really excited to uh, be moving up into Division One and, and and these people that I've been talking about, and uh, we're going to play Illinois State. And I and I ever since I, I heard them announce the university, I've been really focused on Illinois State, and they are a really good football team. This has probably been the best Redbird team. I might say ever, I think they're really talented, and they just did not look good on Saturday against North Dakota State. I don't know if North Dakota State was coming out to prove something uh, because they they struggled against UC Davis. They That was their first time where I was like, okay, the gap's not that big. And now the gap, I feel like, has opened up into a chasm now. Uh, moving on, though, to the CAA. Uh, took overtime for the Dukes to take down the Seawolves of Stony Brook, 45-38. Uh, to 38, They won in overtime. Now, James Madison... Uh, they're one. They're honestly, you know, what? It, well, I think it was six points away from being undefeated and beating uh, West Virginia, a really good, okay, not really good, a decent West Virginia team. Uh, not like West Virginia teams in the past, but uh, James Madison is good. And for a long time, a lot of the writers and people around the FCS was, were saying that James Madison was number one this year or this week. I, I said, you know, champions and champion till they till they get knocked off. I had North Dakota State. They're number one now. A lot of people have them number one. Uh, James Madison number two. It'll be interesting to see where South. Dakota State goes. We'll talk about them in, in a couple minutes, but uh, took. I don't think Stony Brook is a snooze of a team. They're always kind of a sneaky team. Uh, the CAA has a lot of trap teams like that, I, I think. Uh, like, for example, Rhode Island, they're like one and four, but they've played some of the toughest competition 
possibly out there. Uh, you look at like New Hampshire, uh, they're a really good football team that had really their, their one game away from, uh, I'd be talking about them every single week. They just have one uh, loss against Holy Cross that what was the first first game of the the year it was you know and so there's a lot of teams like that in the CAA and and Stony Brook's one of them along another one and uh they played well James Madison had to go on the road it, it took a lot of effort James Madison is still extremely good I'm still really excited to see where uh, the Dukes will go uh hopefully in the end of the year you know we're seeing them in Fargo or 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 what what might be um out of the Patriot League Colgate lost I I, I gave you guys a stat that uh well, they lost to Lehigh. Even sat that last time that Colgate had lost a Patriot League game was against Lehigh at home. And uh, this time, well, uh, to repeat it back from 2017, Lehigh beat the, the Raiders at home. Kind of sad. I A lot of injuries have plagued the Colgate Raiders last, you know, last two years. They've been really dominant. Uh, they have a lot of injuries. Uh, they lost a lot of starters. So uh, we'll, we'll be still keeping tabs on them. Uh, sad to see that, you know, they've fallen to where they have, but they've really played absolute. I mean, they've Dartmouth is... And then probably going to win the Ivy League. Uh, they played Maine. They played Nova. Uh, like they played Air Force and FPS team. They played some serious competitions. So we can't really uh, fault them much. But uh, anyway, kind of an interesting little tidbit. Uh, out of the Ohio Valley, watch. Every single minute of this game, the UT Martin at Eastern Kentucky. I actually had uh, Martin at number three and uh, Eastern Kentucky at number two to start off the year. And it switched. Martin was able to get the win, 38-28. They looked great. Defense played amazing. I loved what I saw. Uh, Jacksonville State, again, I'm not haven't been impressed. Southeast Missouri haven't really been impressed. Uh, they struggled against Tennessee Tech, and I know they're better now, but they struggled. Uh, Jacksonville State struggled against Tennessee State, and uh, Martin looks like one of the most solid teams coming out of the Ohio Valley. So I would not be surprised uh, if they make a push to get into uh, the conversation, the national conversation. A lot of people have kind of overlooked this team. This team is legit. Um, out of the Missouri Valley, we have uh, South Dakota State against Southern Illinois. 28-10, South Dakota State won. Uh, at one point, South Dakota State was losing. I believe it was like 10-9. Uh, they've obviously they obviously turned it down around. I believe it was probably like ten to ten or like ten to three or I don't know. I can't remember what the 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 score was, but uh, you know, SIU is not a snooze of a team. They're they're really starting to turn things around uh, there with the Saluki. So. Uh, I liked what I saw. Uh, I dropped South Dakota State, obviously, in my rankings just for the sake of dropping them just because they haven't had that one big win. And I almost dropped them two down, but uh, I still kept them uh, at number four. So uh, we'll see what happens. They still have to, they play North Dakota State at home in Brookings, uh, South Dakota. So I'll definitely be on the docket in a couple weeks coming up. Uh, big Sky, Sacramento State. Upsets Eastern Washington 48 27. A lot of people have been talking about Sacramento State. Uh, and they're like, well, their only losses were to FBS teams. True, but I needed a big signature win. This was a big signature win. Uh, I did not see this coming out of Sacramento State. A lot of people uh, were split on them. I was like, you know what? They won two games. Uh, you know, they might double their wins. They might get to four. Well, they're looking really good right now. They're looking like to be a legit player in the big sky going forward. Uh, out of the Big South, I had North Alabama and Hampton. Hampton hasn't played particularly well, super well this year. Uh, I wanted to see what these teams would do. Uh, I believe this was both their first Big South game. Uh, I needed to check that, but they're both new to the Big South. And uh, 
North Alabama uh, fell at Hampton uh, by a score of 40 to 34. And then out of the Southland, I had Central Arkansas and Nichols. Uh, Nichols say I had said all year round or all year long, Central Arkansas is a legit team. Be weary of them. Their only loss was to Hawaii. Well, they lost to Nichols State, and I needed, I wanted to see what Nichols State was was capable of. Uh, Nichols has only lost to FBS teams, Kansas State and Texas State, and it looks like uh, Nichols State is going to be another great player in the Southland. Uh, they look like the front runner right now. I thought, uh, you know, Southeast Louisiana could be there. Uh, they end up losing to McNeese State this year. Or this week, sorry, uh, misspoke. And then Houston Baptist, I thought they could be a player. They they fell to Incarnate Word uh, this week as well. So Southland gets a big mix-up. We'll see who can respond uh, to those losses. Obviously, you know, it's, the season's not over. We're not going to write off those teams. Uh, but a big shakeup in the FCS. It was really like pulling, pulling teeth. Uh, we're going to start releasing, I believe, uh, our top 24 and it might be in like a, a social media post or uh sometime we'll still keep our top 15 on the show but uh we're looking at teams that could be playing in the fcs playoffs i mean uh we're halfway through the season now and i want to see what's going to be happening going forward this next week uh we have a lot of games uh going forward into this next week out of the fcs honestly I think some of these games might even be better than, uh, again, like I said, the FBS games. I feel like it takes FBS until uh, about end of October, 1st of November to really get cooking because that's when we're really setting it up. But right now, uh, a lot of the playoff pitcher coming forward uh, or going forward, a lot of the playoff uh, pitcher going forward will be answered. I mean, James Madison against Nova next week is going to be absolutely lights out. Cannot wait. Um, the FCS, again, Proves to be to be super good. It's been obviously dominated by North Dakota State, but we have a lot of uh, good teams uh, amongst the ranks. Uh, just for those of you who don't know, I, I talk about the FCS playoffs. The FCS uh, is a playoff system. Uh, the top twenty-four teams they're chosen by committee uh, go in. I believe. There are 10 automatic bids. If you win the conference, uh, you automatically go into it, and then uh, then they have everything else is at-large bids. So the other 14 teams, and you know a lot of them come out of the, the big conferences. <sighs> like the CAA or the Missouri Valley or the Big Sky. Uh, but there might be some people, there might be some surprises this year, I think more so than ever. Uh, I would like an expansion, but uh, it makes sense the way they do it. Uh, I, I want an expansion in the FCS, not in the FBS, but uh, in the FCS just expanded a little bit more just because there's a lot of teams out there that I think are really good. And it's really hard because a lot of these FCS teams play against these FBS teams, uh, call, you know, football bowl series versus football playoff series, you know, or football conference playoff series or however they, they, they decide it. But, um, it's really hard because, you know, you look at it, you're like, oh, there's so many conferences and then they play these FBS teams. Well, how do you rate a Weber state performance against a Nevada versus a central Arkansas performance against a Hawaii? Uh, there, you, you, you can't, you know, compare the two rationally, uh, or, you know, Nichols did not look really good against Texas state, but Texas state really isn't that good in an FBS team, but 
you know, they and they lost to Kansas State. You like it's really hard to compare. Uh, so, but we'll see what going forward. We'll probably be releasing our first rankings of what uh, the bracket might look like. I believe the first eight. Now, I could be wrong. It might be this is the first four, but I know the the top teams in the nation they get a first round bye. Uh, and anyway, they're they're already into the second round, and uh, then they're fighting for their lives to get to the quarterfinals, uh, the semifinals, and then obviously the championship. So that has been our week number six uh, recap. Really excited, really happy to have everything uh, turn out the way that it has. Uh, a lot of the I've been really impressed with a lot of these teams going forward. Uh, we're going to be keeping a tra- track of uh, how many times a-, a team is featured, and hopefully by the end of the season we'll be able to touch every team. I know that a lot of our teams uh, obviously have a lot of conference implications, uh, like games of the week. You know, I, I know I've talked a lot about uh, Boise State, for example, uh, out of the Mountain West. I've talked a lot about Tulane out of the American Athletic. Uh, I mean, that's just the nature of it, just because they're, they're you know they're really good teams, but. Uh, We'll, we'll keep track of that. We'll try to give you guys the most amount of coverage so that we're talking about every single one of your teams, even the ones that are in the Sun Belt versus the ones that are in the SEC. All righty, so that has been all. Uh, stay tuned for a lot of fun things for this week coming uh, at Get the Ball Rolling. I'll be on the road. I'll be in Provo. Uh, so... Uh, this weekend and then in Cedar City as well. So a lot of fun things to be uh, going. I might even venture up to Ogden. We shall see what happens. So uh, have a great week until uh, Wednesday. Let's keep the ball rolling.